Hey there, I'm the Kentucky Guy, and thank you so much for listening to the Red Pill Current News Podcast. Here at the Red Pill Current News Podcast, we strive on bringing you news that you won't find in the fake media every day. We also strive to bring you the truth, not only on politics, but the world news all around, including pop culture and so forth. As for myself, I worked in the private sector for around 25 years in the call center management and health insurance industry. Uh, Due to unforeseen circumstances and health issues, I was forced into early retirement last year. Now, a couple years ago, I noticed that something just wasn't sitting right with the way our country was being ran or being politicized as. So I started doing research, a lot of research. And that's why I'm able to now host this podcast. I've been on other shows as well, discussing my views. I'm also on social media. I'm on The Clapper, Rizzle, TikTok, Truth Social, Facebook, and many more. You can find me at the KY Guy, Kentucky Guy, KY Guy, or KY Guy 80. Different ones. Somebody had my name on other platforms, of course. <laughs> All right. So, yes, and I uh, do want to let you know that we do drop a new episode here every every Wednesday and Saturday. So be sure to uh, hit that follow or subscribe button no matter where you're listening to. We are on all podcast platforms. All right. So I hope you enjoyed today's show. And again, God bless and God bless America. All right, and welcome to the Red Pill Current News Podcast. I'm your host, the Kentucky Guy. Hope everybody's having a fantastic Wednesday. Uh, It's beautiful here in the great state of Kentucky. The sun is shining. The birds are singing, and the little children are playing out in the yard. Uh, Yes, yes, yes. What a wonderful day it is, even though this world is in our our country has been turned upside down. All right. So if you're new here and listening for the first time, uh, be sure to hit that follow or subscribe button. We are on all major platforms, including iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and many others. The list goes on and on. Uh, We do drop new episodes here every Wednesday and Saturday. Sometimes we drop where we're doing special reports throughout the week as well uh for you wrestling fans out there i also co-host against the mat wrestling podcast with donny cage uh we talk about past present and future wrestling events promotions and superstars we drop episodes there every monday and friday Now on, now on against the mat, 
uh, wrestling podcast. Uh, we do have a special guest this Friday. Uh, he is a uh, he's been on the show once before. He's a former uh, uh, retired uh, indie pro wrestler. Uh, he's also the host of uh, Buzzing with Marlowe, and that's Warren Marlowe. Uh, will be on the show. He has a he's coming out of retirement for one final match uh, against the guy who actually called him out on his hundredth episode uh, on his podcast. Uh, so uh, he's going to come on and talk a little bit about that. That match is coming up in uh, November. Uh, it should be pretty interesting. So um, I did have a special guest uh, scheduled for today's show here on the Red Pill Current News. However. Um, they weren't able to make it. So, um, what we're going to do is, uh, I'm going to go over some of the geopolitical, political economic collapse news. And then, uh, I'm going to do a recap on, uh, the last special report devolution number, uh, 17 was the last one we did. And I'm going to do a quick re uh, recap on, uh, on it and maybe go over a little bit on the next report as well. I know some of you, uh, by the way, if you ever want to be a uh, guest on the show or have any questions or concerns, you can always reach out at olkentucky99 at yahoo.com, olkentucky99 at yahoo.com. Also, uh, our, we do have a website up and going. Uh, it's got a lot of good stuff on there. Uh, that is the uh, www.patriot.com. Uh, I'm sorry, that's wrong. <laughs> uh, www.politicalnews with an S podcast.us. And that's politicalnewspodcast.us all together. Now, uh, we have some, due to some new sponsors, uh, the Patriot Group uh, is one of them, Cato uh, Diet is another. Um, you guys will see the pages on there. We've got some extreme deals. I mean, you can get like a free make America great again, hat. Uh, uh, there's uh keychains on there. There's uh, national prayer coins on there. Uh, a lot of great stuff. Um, there's uh for any of you that, uh, are looking to maybe do a little business on the side online. Uh, there are some tips on there. I, it's just not your run of the mill, um, uh, uh, podcast website <laughs> we keep adding to it and there's some blogs on there for myself as well but uh there's actually a, a one that i've got a lot of good feedback about that i just put up yesterday uh and that is uh the act of uh 1874 and how it changed america forever so yeah i mean it's a short i mean it's not really a long blog but uh a lot of good feedback on it so far so get a chance maybe you'll want to check that out but okay, so let's get into today's news. Uh, so the CDC director, uh, <laughs> uh, quote, dramatic pandemic mistakes force agencies to do a reset. Huh. Okay. I thought they knew it all. So the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention director, Rochelle Walisky said during a televised interview uh, yesterday that the agency is resetting after admitting it made a dramatic mistake in reacting to the COVID-19 pandemic. 
quote, uh, for 75 years, uh, CDC and truly all American health uh, in this nation have been preparing for something like the seas and scope of COVID-19. Walniski said during an appearance on NBC's Today uh, program, uh, quote, we need to recognize that our big moment, our performance didn't uh, reliably meet the expectations of this country. And that and that's exactly why I called for this reset, why I called for this inter, uh, review. Uh, Walniski told the CDC's 11,000 employees in a video last week that it was responsible for some pretty dramatic, pretty public mistakes from testing to data to communications. The New York Times reported on August 17th, according to the report, the agency deployed a faulty, faulty, COVID-19 test to the nation that may have set back efforts to prevent the rapid spread of the disease that the agency reported has killed more than 1 million people in the United States. So are they going to be held responsible or, okay, you said you're sorry. Thank you. I mean, we're, what, what's the end game here? I don't understand. Why now? Because people quit taking your shot because they know it doesn't work. I, I, I don't I don't get it. Walniski also said that the agency released data too late for the federal government to make a decision. Oh, that would have been Trump. Wonder why he did that uh, on how best to battle the pandemic. She hopes changes will speed up the release of data and for it to de deliver clear, concise messages about public health health threats in a plain language that can be gasped without shifting through voluminous pages on a website, the report said. <laughs> oh, my, my, my. Quote, we have some extraordinary people at the CDC who are often up all night to protect America's health. Walniski said yesterday, and my goal really as we hit this reset was to have a new public health action-oriented culture hmm. uh, that really emphasizes accountability, that emphasizes collaboration with our public health partners across the country, communication to the Ameri American public and time timeliness with our information to the american public the times the times reported that Waliski also wants to reform the cdc internal promotion system to focus on contributions to public health rather than just rewarding employees based on academic achievements and published papers uh yeah i mean that's all garbage these guys, you know, these guys are the science, right? How many times did we hear old, old man Fauci say, follow the science, follow the science? Uh, how many Democrat Republicans did we hear? You know, follow the science, follow the science. And they didn't follow the science. CDC didn't even follow the science. And uh, I think this is just a bunch of garbage. Um, and uh, they're not going to be held accountable. So why even mention it?
why act like it bothers you? Why go through all of this if you're not even going to be held accountable? Oh, I'm going to do a reset. Slap me on the hand. <laughs> but now if you or I killed a million people because of negligence and uh, not doing the right thing, yeah, we would be locked up. Kind of like this Biden and his administration needs to be locked up. Going into our next story, U.S. to send $3 billion in aid to Ukraine as war hits six-month period. <laughs> Let's just send them all our money, sleazy Joe. Send every bit of it. You're sending them money right now we don't even have. But let's just go ahead and just wipe out all bank accounts, all 401ks, stock market trade, uh, everybody's personal account. Send it over there so you can have this money laundered back to your criminal family. Another $3 billion for what? As Russian war on Ukraine drags on, U.S. security assistance is shifting to a longer-term campaign. That will likely keep more American military troops in Europe into the future, including uh, imminent plans to announce an additional roughly $3 billion in aid to train and equipped, yeah, right, Ukraine forces to fight for years to come, U.S. officials said. U.S. officials told the Associated Press that... Uh, <laughs> That the package is expected to be announced Wednesday. That's today. I haven't heard it yet, but it's probably coming. Uh, the day the war hits the city and Ukraine celebrates its Independence Day. The money will fund contracts for drones, weapons, and other equipment that may not see the battlefront for a year or two. Yeah, it will not finance any of that. We know what these sleazeballs are doing. The total of the aid package, which is being provided under the Ukrainian Security Assistance Initiative, could change overnight, but not likely by much. Several officials spoke on condition of anonymity to discuss the aid before its public release. I don't have anything else to say on that. Uh, I think it's garbage. Uh, kind of like the whole Biden regime. All right, so let's go. Uh, governor DeSantis, uh, one of my favorite governors, uh, takes on corporate media in a campaign ad. <laughs> I love this story, by the way. Uh, in a new campaign ad, Florida GOP gov uh, Governor Ron DeSantis presents his plan of action inspired, <laughs> inspired by the 1980s classic Top Gun movie and current reboot Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> He was wearing, this is so, <laughs> this is so cool, donning a leather jacket and avatar shades. <laughs> uh, Dasani makes his pitch from, let's see, from an airbase dubbed Freedom Headquarters in an ad post uh, that actually went out on Monday night. If you have not seen this, this is, <laughs> this is hilarious. Uh, if you're, if you're a, uh, a Ron DeSantis fan, uh, you'll find it extremely funny. Uh, while walking around the airbase, giving instructions at a briefing board, 
<laughs> and in the cockpit of a jet, uh, DeSantis states in the video that today's training evolution, dogfighting, taking on the corporate media, <laughs> he declared that the rules of engagement are as follows. Number one, don't fire unless fired upon. But when they fire, you fire back with an overwhelming force. <laughs> Number two, never, ever back down from a fight. Number three, don't accept their narrative. <laughs> uh, DeSantis uh, has repeatedly confronted the media during his time in office as he has signed several controversial bills and has risen to become one of the most prominent Republican leaders in the nation, according to the Washington Examiner. Although he has not confirmed that he's running for the GOP nomination in 2024, DeSantis is considered uh, the most likely to beat former President Donald Trump in a Republican primary, according to some posts. Now, that's a lie. Uh, every true poll that I trust and seen, uh, he trails Donald Trump. This is another way. The, I tell you, anytime the media talks good about somebody, you got to kind of watch. You got to kind of be careful. There's a hidden agenda. There's a hidden agenda. What's that hidden agenda? They don't want Trump back in office ever again. And if <laughs> you haven't noticed that, I don't know. There's no. You're never waking up. There's no help for you. Uh, however, DeSantis is currently focused on preparing to run for re-election as governor. This November and is awaiting the results of yesterday's uh, Democrat primary to find out his opponent in the contest, which is they don't have a prayer. Uh, the Washington Examiner reported the leading candidates among Democrats are and you guys already know who won. So uh, kind of funny, right? So, uh, yeah, so, you know, I, I really I really do. I like Ron. DeSantis. He's not ready to be president. I don't think that he would I don't think okay, he might still have the views uh, that he currently that he currently has, right? But I don't know if he'd be as forthcoming to share them uh, like he does if uh, if there was never a Donald Trump uh, as president of the United States, I just don't. He's he's kind of like he's kind. He reminds me of a like a protege. Uh, he's kind of like Donald Trump's protege in a, in a sense, if that makes any sense. Because if you watch him speak and acts like he speaks and acts like he conducts himself, that's why the media is going scared, and you won't hear them mention it. But they're scared to death. He's going to be Trump's vice president candidate. If Trump runs in 2024, he don't have to wait that long, but uh, we'll see. Time will tell. But uh, but they, buddy, they don't want. They'd rather they'd rather see. <laughs> they'd rather see uh, old George Bush come back and run instead of seeing Donald Trump run again. I mean, you think of the the Republican president that they hate. They'd they'd like to see Ronald Reagan if he's alive come back and run before they want to see Donald. They do not want Donald Trump. The establishment does not want him nowhere near the Oval Office ever again. And I wonder why. I wonder why. 
And just think about it. No matter what your opinion is on Donald Trump, why would he do it? Why would he do it? Everybody else is making millions of dollars in public office in Washington. Millions and millions and millions. Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, all of them. Republicans, uh, the crooked uh, Mitch McConnell from my state. You know, they're making money hand over fist. Why in the world would Donald Trump, who lost close to a billion dollars while he was in office for four years, why would he fool with it? Man, they ran him through the dirt. They're raiding his home now. They lie after lie. They make people hate him that won't take the time and do the research and see what, what he's actually did for the country. Why would he fool with it? Why? He truly does love this country, folks. You tell me, and don't say power, because he has more power as a billionaire. He's had more power all these years. That's why he used to dem he used to donate to the Democrat and the Republican parties. So he's had that power. He has more power not being a politician. So if he's not doing it for the love of the country, then why? Just want to give you guys something to think about. Then why? So as I, as I did promise, we will do a, uh, another recap real quick on what we discussed on Devolution 17. Uh, so let's get into that. On December 7th, 2020, Trump issued the former uh, executive order using his pres presidential powers based in the context of war and national defense. The former executive order explains that it is the policy of the United States to perform the NEFs as defined by the PPD-40 in a continuing environment, continuity environment, regardless of threat or condition. The federal uh, continuity uh, directives gave us those NEFs. The former executive order explained the switch from a reactive posture to a proactive posture when it comes to uh, continuity planning, making it seem like they may have known what was coming. They did. The former uh, executive order established an executive committee to implement and execute a continuity <laughs> A continuity plan, right? Uh, the former uh, executive order has detailed the roles of the executive committee and the established that the and established that the executive committee could establish sub subnort subordinate bodies and working groups to support their work in implementing and executing the continuity plan. The former, EO, uh, the former uh, executive order detailed the back channel to the president, Mark Meadows. The former EO showed us how, who the new NCC is, Robert O'Brien. 
So now, getting just a little bit into Special Report 18, and we'll do a Special Report uh, uh, 18 uh, Part 2 in the next episode. So now let's discuss one of the most important aspects of any top-secret plan, secure communications. This is where things start to get even more interesting in my point of view. So in Section 8, Amendments to the Executive Order 13618, A, Section 2 through 3 of Executive Order 13618 of July 6, 2012, Assistant uh, Assignment of National Security and Emergency Preparedness Communication Functions is hereby revised to read as follow. So the the, the former uh, executive order is amending uh, sections of the executive order 13618, which was issued by Obama, in order to understand the significance of these amendments, we need to fully understand what the executive order 13618 entails so we know what is exactly being amended. Here's a fantastic summary of the executive order of uh, 13618 from the Congressional Research Service. And I'm not going to read all this, but I will read uh, some fronts here that I think that are important that relate to what we're talking about. On July 6, 2012, President Obama issued Executive Order 13618, which addresses the federal government's need and responsibility to communicate during national security and emergency situations. Uh, it also, and assigning specific responsibilities to federal government uh, entities. The report provides a summary of EO 13618 provisions and a brief discussion of its salient points. So the aspect to focus on here is that during the national security and emergency situations, such as those that would cause a uh, continuity of government situation, there were numerous uh, entities involved in carrying out the responsibilities for secure communication. So Executive Order 13618 essentially provided every single agency in our government to play a role in secure communications during emergency situations. Uh, 13618 even goes on to say all agencies. So now that we know Executive Order 13618 is all about Let's look how it was actually amended by Trump's executive order. So Obama's executive order, Section 2.3, the assistance to the president for homeland security, counterterrorism, and director of OSTP shall make recommendations to the president, informed uh, energy policy process, established PPE-1 with respects exercise of authorities assigned to the president under section 706 of the communication acts of 13 1934 as amended the assistant 
to the President for Homeland Security and Counterterrorism and the Director of OSTP shall also jointly monitor the exercise of these authorities in event of delegation through the process established in PPD-1 or as the President otherwise may direct. And here is how uh, <laughs> now you need to pay attention. These are worded different, completely different. So here is the amendment that Trump did on Section 6. The director of OSTP is delegated is delegated the authority to exercise the authorities vested in the president by Section 706A and C, though E of the Communications Act of 1934 as amended 47 USC 606A and C through E if the president takes the actions including any necessary proclamations and findings required by that section to invoke those authorities. This delegation shall apply to any provisions of further public law and are same or substantially the same as the provisions referenced in this section. The difference here is very important, guys. Uh, instead of using the uh, energy policy process to make recommendations to the president with respect to the use of the authorities assigned to the president under the Communications Act of 1934, uh, the EO set things up to outright delegate the president's authority to the director of the OSTP, uh, quote, if the president takes act the actions, including issuing any necessary uh, proclamations and findings required by that section to invoke those authorities. So look at the Communication Act of 1934 as amended, uh, 47 USC 606A, and C through E, <laughs> and figured out what authorities they are even talking about, it should be noted that the title of the entire section in our United States Code uh, is War Powers of the President. <laughs> the full text of the authorities, uh, I mean, <laughs> it allows the president to suspend or amend rules and regulations under proclamation that that there exists a war or a threat of a war or state of public peril or disaster or other national emergencies or if he deems it necessary in the interest of national security or defense, the president may prioritize defense or securely commun on securely communications authorized government use or control of communications facilities suspend of uh, amend rules and regulations applicable to any and all stations or devices capable of entitling uh, electronic radiations so it could be just a coincidence right but come on I think there's much, this is so worth examining regardless. Look at the language being used in Trump's form, uh, in Trump's EO, right? <laughs> if the president takes actions, including 
issuing any necessary proclamations and findings required by the sections to invoke those authorities. Now, notice the language used from the text of the Communications Act of 1934 during the, continu during the continuation of a war which the United States is engaged and upon proclamation by the president that there exists war or threat of war and upon proclamation by the president that there exists a state or threat of war involving the United States. Um, where have we seen this language before, right? We've talked about this language before. Oh, yeah. The Presidential Emergency Act action documents. PEDS, remember that? Are the executive orders, proclamation, and message to Congress that are prepared in anticipation of a, a range of emergency scenarios so that they are ready to sign and put into effect the moment one of those scenarios comes to pass. First created during the Eisenhower administration as a part of the continuity of government plans in case of a nuclear attack. PEDS have since been expanded for use in other emergency situations where the normal operation of government is impaired. As one uh, recent government document describes them, they are designed to implement extraordinary presidential authorities in response to extraordinary situations. Boy, you guys remember that? A lot of the same language. I'm just saying, could be a coincidence. You never know. Once again, folks, this is how I come to believe the way I believe and think the way I think. You can take it or leave it. I'm not forcing on anybody. Just giving you my blueprint. So this executive order is once again referring to the war powers of the president. And I've said so many times during this series, during the last two years, I've said this a lot. But we're at war. And this the executive order has alluded to the fact multiple times now. If Trump has used PEDS to proclaim a state of war, then the executive order triggers the delegation, the delegation of authority to take our priority communications, suspend or amend rules relating to certain emissions, stations, or devices, suspended rules, and regulations regarding wire communications close any facilities deemed necessary and or have the government take over the use of any such facility, station, or apparatus uh, as described. They would have the legal authority to essentially take over any and all forms of communications required. So President Trump and his executive committee were going to implement a, a continuity of government plan like devolution. They'd need to be able to securely communicate as the operation unfolds. The first step he took to ensure they had proper communication was to delegate his authority to direct such use of a secure communications network. Let's look at one more thing from the executive order before we call this episode to an end. 
And this really shows the true genius of Trump and those involved in the devolution plan regarding secure communications. Here's the very next section of that of Trump's uh, EO. Section three of Executive Order 13618 is hereby revoked. The responsibilities of the National Security and Emergency Preparedness Executive Committee set forth in Section 3-3 of Executive Order 13618 shall be transferred to and exercised by the Executive Committee established in Section 3 of this order. <laughs> so the, the EO revoked Section 3 of Obama's uh, executive order. Here, here is that Section 3 that was revoked. Uh, Section 3 on Obama's order was the NS-EP Communications Executive Committee. There is established as NS-EP Communications Executive Committee to serve as a forum to address the NSEP communications matters. <laughs> Not only did this uh, executive order delegate uh, authority to prioritize defense and security communications, but it also consolidated involvement away from all of those extra agencies. You know, those three-letter words that uh, are crooked? And it placed it solely within the Federal Missions Resilience Executive Committee. So the same committee that is implementing and executing the devolution plan has the sole authority, access, and responsibility to perform the national security and emergency preparedness communications. What a quinkitink. I'm sure they did all this. Right. Just to let them steal the election and just, you know, go on to their happy lives and wait till 2024. Come on, folks, wake up, wake up, wake up. Uh, Obama's executive order 13618 created a process for emergency communication involving all sorts of red tape through the deep state agencies. And Trump shred that order <laughs> to pieces and consolidated it into the hands of those implementing and executing the uh, devolution plan. I know this has been a lot to take in uh, for this episode. I, and, and I appreciate you guys hanging there. If this is your first time, and I should have said this earlier, I don't know why I didn't. Uh, if, this, <laughs> if this is your first time listening to a special report like this, uh, my advice is to go back and at least listen to special report number one. And you'll kind of get the gift uh, on what this is all about. Um, yeah, so... All right, folks, so that is about all the time we do have for today. Uh, all I can do is just lay it out there, guys. What you do with it is, is on you. What you think about it is on you. Once again, you've been listening to The Current News by the Red Pill Current News Podcast with your host, The Kentucky Guy. Hey, everyone, have a wonderful rest of your week. God bless, and as always, God bless America. Thank you.